you are in for a special treat this morning as I'm going to introduce our guest and I'll invite her to the stage here in just a few moments, but I'll tell you um, the, the, the magnitude of all that has occurred over the last couple of weeks and kind of got to the moment where we were winding down, trunk or treat had happened, church had happened on Wednesday, Thursday night comes and kind of spent, you know, that's where I was at, you know, and we, we took a group over to the, to the singing church women and I'll tell you that for those of you that, that hear about those things when we talk about those and you're thinking, well, that sounds good, but then you don't go, you guys miss something, I'm telling you. Because there were powerful songs, and one in particular that kind of rested on me that I have just been playing ever since we got there. And we were, we were kind of in that moment, and it was a powerful moment where you're like, sometimes when you're exhausted, and you know we've been talking a lot about this harvest season and all the things that we're talking about with the, the, the sermon series, you know, and you ought to be exhausted sometimes from the work that you're doing in such a way that you have done, because I don't want to ever get before my creator and him say, did you do all the work that I asked you to do or just some of it? And so I hope that, that when we hear this morning from the missionary, as she shares with us, we'll begin to say, well, what might God be inviting us to do to support that work? Or what, what God might be calling me to do as inspired by that work? Or what, what might I do to be a prepare a planter, you know, a waterer and beyond. And we're going to learn about all the other steps as we, as we learn some more. I will tell you as I introduce Sherry that there's something you need to know. We've known her for a number of years, and she used to come and share with the church I pastored in Texas, and she had been a longtime partner with them. And as a result of her coming, the stories that she had told, one in particular time she came really impacted my wife. And, you know, you know and love my wife. I know and love my wife. It is a wonderful thing. Everybody, I tell people, you're going to love my wife and you're going to like me. And that's true. But she began to get this deep sensation of, of what was, what God was asking her to do. And so she went to Zambia. And, you know, you might think she's a little insane. I will never testify to that fact. But she got on a plane and flew from America through all the stops and went to Zambia by herself the first time and then did it again a second time. That's how deeply she felt about this. Some of you are thinking, I don't know if I want to get on a plane and fly from here to Oklahoma City. You know, but she did this all the way around the world. And if she can do it and she can be called by God to do it, you might very well be called to do it. So I hope that you won't just hear the missionary today, but you'll be asking God, what should I be hearing from you? So I'm going to invite Sherry to come. And she's going to have the, the lion's share of our sharing time this morning, and I'm excited about having her. As she gets here, I'm going to give her this microphone, and then I'm going to pray, and then I'm just going to let her go. All right. Would you bow with me? Lord, we thank you for an opportunity to come to your house. Lord, a place where when we come here, we especially pause to listen to you. Not to the people on stage, not to, the, to all the things, all the busyness, but to you. We pray this morning that we will hear from heaven what you would have each and every one of us do as a result of what we're about to hear. We ask for this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, President. Good morning. Well, I am excited to be here and got a lot of good stuff to tell you, but one story that I had not planned to tell, I will tell that story. Um, I had not even planned to tell it when I was at the other church, but we were doing a sound check that morning and they said, keep talking. I said, okay. I'll tell a story I'm not going to tell. So we are actually building. We were building in Zambia. And the construction team lives on site in a tent. And every morning they were waking up to snakes in the tent with them. 
not just snakes, but cobras. And they said, Mama, that's what they call me, Mama, pray that the snakes go away. I said, okay. So we prayed. But two weeks later, three ducks show up. We don't know where they came from. We don't know whose they are. And we surely didn't feed them. And so, but those snakes, I mean, those ducks started eating those snakes. You know, we pray sometimes and we think, oh, you know what, God? I know how you're going to answer that. I got a plan. Don't we always have a plan? You know, and God laughs, right? And so um, those ducks ate those snakes. The snakes were striking at them. You know, the big cobras, they spread their thing and they strike at them. And those ducks just swallowed them down, just, just like that. And that was amazing, okay? God answered that prayer. They would even go underneath our container. We had a 40-foot container on property with construction supplies inside of it and the snakes would go under I mean the ducks would go underneath there and pull the snakes out and God took care of it we don't have any snakes and so isn't that awesome we serve a God who answers whether we not maybe not the way we want but he will answer your prayers he hears you and he will answer I am excited to be here with you guys this morning and get to share with you what God is doing through Bethany World Ministries we are about people. People say, what am I going to do when I come over? Well, you can teach our kids to cook, our girls to cook. We're building. We're making bricks. We have an orphanage. You can read books to our kids. Um, uh, we took them to the fair, and they got to eat cotton candy for the first time. Uh, we do have a medical clinic. We are putting medical supplies into the clinic there in one of those pictures. This is who we are. We are about people. You know, Jesus was about people, and I try to be about people. I like people most of the time. That's the truth. Um, sometimes I don't, but um, he is about people, and he takes care of us. This is Africa. So I'm going to assume that you are geographically as challenged as I am, okay? Because <laughs> people say, I'm from Moldova, and I'm thinking, where is that at? And so, but this is the continent of Africa, not the country, but the continent. And so that is approximately the equator. And we, that is Zambia. We are below the equator. I tell people sometimes when we're flying over, if I'm awake, there's a little bump right at the equator, like whoop, whoop, you know, like a little speed bump you go over. And so, um, no, not really. There is some turbulence there, typically always some turbulence. Uh, that is Zambia, and that's where we live. We live right where that finger comes down. The Congo comes down into Zambia right there. I can actually see the Congo from my house. We live in the mountains about 4,000 feet above sea level. And so um, it's a little chilly there. People think it gets cold in Africa. Yeah, it gets chilly. Maybe not as cold as here. Uh, it gets to like maybe upper 30s. Uh, we don't have snow, but I have seen frost. So it doesn't, it goes below freezing, but not for very long. And so, but we don't have central heat. We don't have any central heat, and we have no central air. And so um, what temperature is outside is typically what temperature is inside. Last year, we prayed for 60 partners to commit to $350 a month. God allowed 32 partners to give $352 a month, but he didn't stop there. Isn't that awesome? We were overwhelmed by other partners who sacrificed to help us at any level. And here's what God did. See, I believe in accountability. I was talking to a couple of, of ladies earlier. I believe if someone helps me financially, 
I come back and give them a report of where that money went. This is the verse that God gave me many years ago uh, for the ministry. Those from among you shall build up the old waste places. You shall raise up the foundations of many generations, and you shall be called the repair of the breach, the restore of the streets to dwell in. Isaiah 58, verse 12. When God gave me that verse, I said, God, I don't like it. Give me another one, because I don't like that one. I even had it printed on a prayer card. And God said, on the way home from the shop, God said, either you start out right, or you don't start out at all. And so I had to call and make, and I was like, God, I don't even like it. I don't even understand it. People are not even going to understand what it means. But folks, God is bringing it to fruition now. I've been in Africa for 21 years now, um, and he is bringing it to be. Bethany World Ministries has three major arms of the ministry. We have Home of Hope, which is our orphanage or home for children. I prefer to say that way. Uh, we have Clinic of Hope. Uh, before going overseas, I was a neonatal nurse practitioner uh, in Tulane in New Orleans. And then we have Church of Hope. And Church of Hope is our foundation. That's what we're about. Whether we're doing children's ministry, whether we're doing medical ministry, whether we're doing construction, we are about telling people about Jesus Christ. We're going to first look at Home of Hope. Uh, the verse is, Come to me, all ye who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your soul. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Matthew eleven twenty-eight 28 through 30. You know, children sometimes have to deal with things that children should not have to deal with. Where am I going to sleep tonight? Where, how am I going to get food? What am I going to wear? I'm cold. Where is a blanket? They should not have to do that. Children should feel safe in their home. And that's what we're attempting to do. Let me introduce you to some of our children and our staff for our Home of Hope. These are some of our children. Some are in boarding school and some... We have 10 children officially, but, you know, on property, there's a lot more. Uh, we have all kinds of kids running around. Uh, we all have fun, and they all play together, and that's what it's all about. With the support last year that we received, or this year, uh, we increased the number of children to 10 with hopes of more after we move. Now, over there, it is not like what you think, that you could just go collect kids and bring them in. That's what I'd love to do. But social welfare said that if we do that, they will charge us with human trafficking. Those are words I don't want associated with my name. And so I thought maybe they were just bluffing, like threatening me. But I met a missionary in the western province of Zambia that they charged. And so I'll do the paperwork, even though it's hard. We have to go to court. We started construction this year in May, and we hope to complete it before the end of the year, one girl's home and one boy's home. This will allow them to move into their new home, pending inspections and approval. Now, we're, we are renting a house in town, and we only we turn the dining room into a bedroom, so we have four bedrooms, but that limits us on space. About five years ago, God allowed us to buy property there, and we built a ministry house, and we're now building the new orphanage homes. Uh, there will be a boy's home and a girl's home. You'll see a picture of that in a little bit. 
one of our HIV-positive kids became undetectable, meaning that their immune system, her immune system is strong enough to fight off any infection that comes, and it is untransmittable to any of the other kids. We had a dramatic improvement in one of our children's eyes. She came to us when she was two years old, and she was very cross-eyed. And um, very, probably the most severe case I've seen. And um, God is, is taking care of that. And pray for her. Her name is Adina, and she needs surgery. So she's now almost four. Uh, we completed the wall fence for security. In Africa, or in Zambia, we, you know how you build privacy fences here out of wood? Well, we build cement fences, okay? And they're made out of cinder blocks, and they are about two meters high, between two and three meters. Two meters is six foot seven inches. And so we're building a wall fence there for security. We are on a main road that goes from Tanzania down to Cape Town. So we get all kinds of traffic on that road. Plus, we do have animals there. Um, yeah, we do have some animals that, that kind of roam around. We do live in the mountains. The kids love to play basketball. Um, we have ice cream parties. We try to treat them like kids. Does, why does be, uh, Bethany World Ministries see a need for an orphanage? Because after these children are weaned, they let them go wherever they want to go. I can't imagine going to bed and not knowing where your kids are. Can you imagine going to bed and not knowing where your kids are? I've seen two little boys sleeping in the dirt in front of one of the stores sometimes. They don't know where their kids are. And so we're taking in these children to tell them about Jesus, to give them a hope, thus home of hope. How many children do we have? Ten, officially. Hopefully we'll increase that more in the near future. They do. We like, they like to be silly, and we like for them to be silly. How do you care for them? Um, the kids do not live with me. They live with a Zambian lady, uh, the matron or the mom of the home. We also have a patron who is the man on property. He lives there with his family. And you guys help me. The funders help take care of them, help feed them. What do you teach your children? We teach them manners. Um, so it's kind of funny. When one of the children do something bad that is not appropriate, the other children go, bad manners, bad manners. And so I don't even have to say anything. Uh, we also teach them about the Lord, obviously. Uh, we do have a Bible study. Our pastor has a Bible study on Friday night, and the children take that and teach children's church on Sunday. And they actually kind of fight over who's going to get to teach. And so uh, we teach them to be responsible citizens. What do you need? My number one prayer. My number one need is prayer. If you can't do anything else, I'm going to ask you to take a prayer card off the table. Please remember to pray for us. This is the staff, and these are the children that we have, or some of the children that we have. So I'm asking you to pray for us on a daily basis. Pray for the children, pray for safety on the road, and pray for no snakes. If you can't think of anything else, those are my three overall prayer requests, okay? This is the wall fence. This is Home of Hope, uh, their area. You will see that the cinder blocks, they're going up around. And we do have electricity. I don't know about you guys, but I do like electricity. And so uh, we have a wall fence. We have a gate. And you'll see the ministry house right there. And then you come on around. The girls' house is there. It is dried in, uh, meaning we have a roof on it, but we don't have, it's not quite finished yet. No windows and doors. And so that's the girls' home. We did leave some trees 
on the property for the boys to climb. I like having boys. But the girls said, can we climb too? Yeah, you can climb too. Just, yeah, be careful. And so then this is the boys' house. What do we need? We need to put plumbing in these houses. Uh, We are plumbing the whole property so that when we add houses, then we can just tie into the plumbing. Uh, Plumbing for both houses and the property is about $4,000. Trying to get it in before rainy season. Uh, We don't really have a summer, winter like that. We have a dry and rainy season. And rainy season is coming close. Like heavy rainy season should be there by December, by next month. Uh, We want an electric fence around the top to continue to protect those children uh, from outsiders. And, um, oh, and electricity. we got to wire the house for electricity. Some of the guys have said, Sherry, that's backwards. Electricity should be more than plumbing. Well, copper is our number one export. So we have a lot of copper there. And then number two, I have an electrician on staff with us. I don't have to pay him to wire the house. i got to pay a plumber. Uh, to do the plumbing. And I don't know how many of you guys have ever played a plumber, but they're expensive, and so, even in Africa. And I need windows and doors for the house. Those are our capital expenses that we have um, that for, for the Home of Hope. Clinic of Hope is our second arm. Heal me, O Lord, and I shall be healed. Save me, and I shall be saved. For you are my praise. That's in Jeremiah 17, 14. What the, with, the, with the support received last year, we were able to do two Bush medical clinics. That is, that is where we take, you know, those Walmart totes? We take those Walmart totes, we put medicine, bandages, and we go set up somewhere in the bush. Y'all know why it's called the bush? Because there's no trees. There's very few trees there, and they're all bushes. So we would say... We take it to the woods, okay? And we set up um, a medical clinic where there is no medical. And we do treat them medically, but we also take our Zambian pastor with us. Because you see, I could treat you today for an infection, but next year you could get sick again, right? When you take Jesus Christ, he fixes you for eternity. It fixes your soul forever. It won't, I mean, yeah, yeah, he is, he is, he is the answer. That's a lot of times how we start churches. We did not, let me just, we did not start a church this year. We did not start a church on purpose because the church we started last year, I want to continue building until it's stable. God did many, many healing ministries. Folks, how many of you guys believe that we serve a God who heals? He does. He does heal. Let me just tell you a few that we saw this year. This is God, folks. This is God. Don't see Sherry. Don't see Zambian team. See God. God did this. Man came to us at a medical clinic. He couldn't hear. Well, I went to look in his ear with my otoscope, and there was skin right there. It looked like there was like folds of skin in his right ear. And I was like, well, no wonder you can't hear. And so, but, you know, from the medical standpoint, I didn't know what to do. I didn't know. I was like, I don't clue. Our little Zambian pastor said, Mama, why don't we pray for him? Because you see, when I'm in the medical mode, I'm in the medical mode, okay? And I, you know, and so I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, good, because I don't know what else to do for him. And so we prayed. And folks, when we opened our eyes, that skin was gone. I don't know what happened, but that was God, folks. And he could hear. You know, the Bible says, pray 
and God will do it. It had nothing to do with us. But I'm telling you what, I fell on my knees in worship to this God who heals. And let me tell you, he is not geographically prejudiced. What he will do in Africa, he will do right here in Beggs, Oklahoma. He can do it. You believe it? Because he can do it. One lady we prayed for, she had had a stroke. She was kind of limping like this. We prayed for her. As far as I can tell, God didn't heal her. But you know what? I'm not God. Our job is to pray for them and see if God wants to heal them. It's not us. We need to pray and see if what God wants to do. Grand opening for the Clinic of Hope. We had the soft opening last year, and we had the grand opening this year. Our chief, we still have chiefs in our area. And so the people group that I work with is the Bimba people group. And the tribe of the Bimba people group is the La La tribe. So you guys, I live in La La land. <laughs> so, uh, I live in La La land. Sometimes more than just in Africa is what people tell me. And so oh, that's okay. But, um, but yeah, they speak La La. He came and opened our clinic. And it was really powerful. One of the illustrations he gave, he said it in English so that I could hear it. I do speak some of their language, but I'm definitely not fluent. Um, he said... If you were they put a banana here in front of a monkey and you put a $100 bill over here, that monkey's going for a banana because he doesn't know that he can get a bunch of bananas with that $100. And he told the people, don't be a monkey. I thought, well, that's pretty good. You know, sometimes it costs us a little bit to do things. And so we were actually on national TV on the news. Celebrity here? No, not really. I'm joking. And, um, but it was cool. And you'll get to see a clip of that in just a few minutes. You'll get to see our chief um, speaking. And we hired a medical coordinator. You're thinking, why are you not the medical coordinator? You're medical. I am medical. But we got a lot going on. And I need somebody that can focus just on medical. And she is. She's young. She's a strong leader. And putting structure on the clinic, which we needed. And she says, I'm learning that if you're too nice, people will take advantage of you. And I'm like, yep, you're right. And so um, you'll see um, when the next slide, I believe, you will see the, some of the staff that we have at Clinic of Hope. Then you'll see the nurse practitioner. And then you'll see our chief opening our clinic. Yeah. Clinic of Hope. Bethany Clinic of Hope. Koseni no kushipa. Bonse mwema kwata isubilo muli yawe. Be strong in the Lord. If the measure that all pregnant women who will continue delivering from homes will be charged. He's an awesome guy. Supposed to be a Christian. He prays with me. So only God knows the truth about that one. But he's a good man. He's, he's a man of his word, and he's straightforward. And I'm straightforward back to him. So it's all good. This video is when Nicolette came last year. She brought, like, thousands of things of medical for us, and we were so thankful because Mercy, who is our HIV-positive child, she has to go to our big hospital to have some blood work drawn to find out her viral load level. And we do play. We act, like to have fun. She's getting dressed up. Don't y'all get dressed up to go to the doctor? Yes. And so we're dressing her up to go to the doctor, and we're taking her. You can see a little bit of our town there. And so uh, as we go to the hospital for her to get her lab strong. Now, we were there, and they did not stick a vein. They stuck an artery. 
Can you imagine? HIV positive blood and an artery. Man, that was bad news. Then we had those little sink in the room, and we went over to that sink to try to wash up. <laughs> there's no water. There's no water at the hospital. So there's the sink, no water. So, but afterwards, thanks to people who gave, we had Band-Aids, all right? And we also had lots of medical supplies. That's Faith and I separating medical supplies there. And of course, after she went to the hospital, to the doctor, we had an ice cream party. We've got to, we've got to treat them. Um, do they have health care in Zambia? Well, you just heard it. I'm not sure I'd call that health care, all right? I mean, that's, I'm not sure the def their definition of health care. They do, but to me, it's pretty um, sad. Why don't the villagers go to the doctors? They have witch doctors there. And they think and have been taught that the witch doctor has more power than the medical doctor. And so they go to the, to the witch doctor who then takes all their stuff, all their furniture, everything from them, and leaves them crippled, blind, whatever. And so, um, yeah, but that was what they've been taught. Is there a fee to come to our clinic? Yes, there is a fee. There's socialized medicine in Zambia. That's why you heard what you heard earlier. There's socialized medicine. And so we charge a fee to go from our clinic to the clinic, which is about 10 miles down the road, and back on public transport. The fee right now is $1 a visit. One, one US dollar. That includes the visit, the medicine, whatever you might need to be seen at our clinic. Can you sustain a clinic on that? No. But is there a responsibility? Yes. I believe in people taking responsibility. What is Mobile Clinic of Hope? I was telling you earlier how we did that. We take our things out and we set up a mobile clinic in one of the churches, a church that needs support, like maybe they're um, dwindling in numbers or needing help. Uh, we go and help them out. Uh, a lot of people come. We do treat them medically. Okay, now that's a challenge. Okay, we set it up. We are treating people with no lab and no x-ray report and with what we have in our totes. I'm like, oh, what can work for that? Or God, what am I looking at? I mean, sometimes you don't know what you're looking at. And so God takes care of that. What do we need? I need prayer. Have you heard that before? I need prayer. I need you to take one of these cards or on the table out there to please, I'm begging you to take one and pray for us, please. Some of our capital needs, I need a handheld ultrasound machine. Um, believe this or not, ladies, they compete to see who can have the most babies. Oh, you've got six. Well, I've got eight. And so, oh, my goodness. I'm like, really? And so they do. They compete. The, the more children you have, the more stronger of a woman that you are. So pregnancy is a big thing. I need a handheld ultrasound machine, mostly to do maternity, uh, maternal ultrasounds. Uh, medicine and supplies, which is about 550 a month, and I need a thermometer. A thermometer is something that checks pressure in your eye. Diabetes is rampant there, and so glaucoma follows it. And so we'd like, and there's also a young doctor that's in school to be an eye doctor, and he's thinking about coming to work with us. And so, Church of Hope. Call unto me, and I will answer you and show you great and mighty things which you do not know. Jeremiah 33.3. With your support last year, you were able to hire a pastor. His name is Gift. And do not ask me what his last name is, okay? I, I, can, I can see it on paper, but I can't say it. So his name is Gift. He was a late-in-life baby, and he was a gift to his parents. 
Uh, we saw significant growth in number through salvation and discipleship. We purchased land. Okay, guys, our, we were meeting in the school. You'll see a picture of the school in a few minutes in the school classroom. And we had 91 people in there. Yeah, it was tight, and it smelt tight, too. Okay, I just have to tell you all that. And so um, we need a bigger place. So we were able to purchase an acre of land. One of our board of directors um, actually asked me when I called her, I said, can we, do I have your permission to buy this land? And she said, I said, it's about an acre. And she said, well, what about a parking lot? I'm like, a parking lot? We're the only ones who drive. <laughs> like everybody else walks. And so, but we bought about an acre of land and we started construction. And so you'll see the construction in just a few minutes. It is not finished yet, but we have started. Uh, we had a successful holiday Bible club, a vacation Bible school in August, with an average of 140 children a day and 33 salvations. And we did not do, if you want to pray, if you want to receive Jesus, raise your hand. I don't do that, okay? Um, yeah, I don't do the mass salvation thing. If, I told him, I said, if you want Jesus Christ to be the boss of your life, if you want to admit that you've done wrong and you want Jesus to take your life, you can come forward. But if I've already done it, I don't want to see your face up here. And so um, 33 of them came forward, and we prayed with each one of them individually um, to make sure that they knew what they were doing and that they were wanting to walk with Jesus. And we're working on discipling them. They are coming to our uh, children's church, and we're working on getting them discipled. Uh, we fixed our sound system and bought drums for the church. You know, music's pretty important there. Okay, we are Baptists, okay, but we dance. We get excited about our God. Because if you can't get excited about God, something wrong with you, your wood's wet. And so um, we serve a God who does great and mighty things. And it's not just in Africa. He wants to do it right here. We just have to get out of the way. And that's my problem sometimes, is I want to do it my way. But we have to get out of the way and say, God, it's yours. Nicolette has heard me say this more than once, that there was a pastor who said it, and I copied him. He said, God, help me to disappear so you can appear. And that is my prayer, that we get out of the way and we let God do his work. We held a men's conference and a women's conference this past year. If you're interested in helping us with either one of those, we need help. We need help with Vacation Bible School. We need help with men's conference. Then when we went to tell the men we we're going to have a conference, they go, don't you mean a women's conference? And we're like, no, we need a men's conference. We need men in this church. You're the backbone. You're the foundation. We need men in our church. And then we also had a women's conference in July. Isaiah this is pa Pastor Gift. Pastor Gift is speaking. Of thee shall build the old west places. Thou shalt raise up the foundations of many generations. Thou shalt be called the repairer of the breach, the restorer of the paths to dwell in. Bethany Ward Ministries, Zambia. That's the classroom. Now, those little benches are not rated for that many people, okay? And there, at the time we had 91, I had one child on this leg, one child on this leg, and one child on my back. It gets tight in there, and so we need a bigger space. 
Um, you guys, if you follow After us on Facebook, Holiday you'll Bible see this is Nicolette's video. I wanted to see the future spot for the Church of Hope. Of course, I couldn't pass that up. I was amazed to see that the church people were making bricks for the new building. That giant mound over there is termites. They use the termite shrapnel and turn it into a clay that actually makes the bricks. The forms are washed with water, coated with sand, and then filled with the clay that they're mixing by foot. They level it off and then move it over to the drying area where they scoop out the excess and then pull the forms. They were laughing and smiling the whole time. I was just so blessed to see the amazing work they're doing. Ultimately, they need 20,000 bricks. They've made 2,000 so far. So the next time there's a work day at church, I cannot complain because no one is asking me to make bricks. I'm just overwhelmed at this. So Sunday, we bebop down the road and the church actually meets in the same schoolroom that we're teaching music for Holiday Bible Club. They start rearranging the desks and then people start coming in. Manasa gave a wonderful welcome, and then one of the men of the church started a time of intercession. It was a beautiful time of praising the Lord and praying. Then the choir sang an amazing song. I tell you what, the music was just awesome. No instruments, just voices, and it was beautiful. The kids were dismissed for children's service and the adults stayed for preaching. I was so grateful that Manasseh was translating everything so that I could understand what Gift was preaching about. At the end of the service, everyone is dismissed and the choir is the last one out, singing as they exit. I really enjoyed my time with them and I'm so excited to see the Church of Hope in their new building. We now have about 15,000 bricks made. And so, yes, and so they have, they have burnt. They, they're homemade. You saw them making them, and we, they built a kill, I think is what you call it, and they put the bricks in there to um, burn them. And so who pastors the church? Gift does. Uh, if they can't read, how do they read the, study the scriptures? We have audio players that are solar-powered that we're able to get for them. How do you teach discipleship? We are partnering with a church out of Longview, Texas, doing a program that's a year-long program with books and tests, and you got to pass the test to get the thing. So what do the children's do during, what do the kids do during church? They go to children's church. Uh, what do I need? I need prayer. If you hear nothing else today, I need prayer. This is them receiving their Bibles. Um, there's a guy, a pastor that came, and he had money for Bibles. And so um, they, we were able to pass them out. We still have money for Bibles that we have, and we still have money for audio players. Um, I told the people, they give an offering every day, and I told them, I said, your money, your money is going to go for you buy, to buy Bibles for you. But now we have Bibles. So I told them, I said, now that you have Bibles, we're going to use that for the cement or the mortar to go between the bricks and the building. That's what we'll use it for. 
Uh, we need to finish that building. We need about $5,000 to finish that building, that church building. And we'll need a caretaker to stay, stay on property um, every month. He'll be lo- living on property, taking care of things, making sure nobody messes with our stuff. So far, 261 salvations and counting. Yes, amen. And that number's increasing because the ministry doesn't stop when I'm this side. we got a team over there that is working. But guess what? I really need you to come. Come and see this firsthand. Come and see it. If you do, people are like, what am I going to do? Well, you could do a women's conference. You can do holiday Bible club. You can do medical. And right now, I am specifically asking for anybody, men, women, whoever, that has any construction experience. We need help in the construction experience area. Uh, We need your expertise to come and help us. You'll work with the men that are there. You will just, you'll, we do Bible study in the morning. Well, we do wait, devotions in the morning and Bible study in the evening. So you can work with the men, the local men there, and have a men's ministry. Um, last year, we had, with the support that we got, God allowed us to move into our new ministry home. This home is, is big, okay? And you have space. That's a big thing for Americans is space. Now, I had a three-bedroom, two-and-a-half-bath house, and that was nice. But when you put 14 people in there, it was tight, Okay, Uh, people are sleeping on the living room floor, under the dining room table, wherever. Um, So we have been able to move into our house. And in a minute, you'll get to take a small tour of that. We have three guest rooms, fully furnished. The teams were small this year, which was good because it allowed me to go little by little in decorating and getting the rooms furnished. So we uh, we've got three of them fully furnished. And so um, we're calling our ministry facility Isawilo. Isawilo in our language is hope. The area was called, uh, oh God, um, wait, hang on, uh, Chaponye. It was called Chaponye, which means broken. I'm like, I don't know about you, but I don't live in broken. And so I even told the chief I'm changing the name. He said, okay. And so we live in hope, God's living hope. Welcome to Isawilo. This is a tour. You get to take a tour with us. It won't be long. Welcome here. You'll get to see the house where you get to stay. When you come to Zambia. So let's see what it looks like on the inside. Come on, you guys. The kitchen is here. We're not going to feed you caterpillars. There's caterpillars on the table, but we will not feed you them. We have plenty of room. We would definitely love to see you come. We actually really need you to come and help us with the ministry. We have an open door for you. We will be here for you. We need um, to finish uh, the area and to furnish uh, the house. 
uh, six rooms. We have nine guest rooms in that house. We need about $3,000 to do that. And we need living room furniture. I don't know if you guys heard that, but there was an echo in there. I mean, it's a bad echo. So we need some living room furniture uh, to finish that house. In 2024, we are kindly asking if you would pray about partnering with us or investing in Bethany World Ministries at $350 a month for one year. For one year. I would love to be able to come back and to share with you what God does with your gifts and your investment. You're like investment. Yeah, you're investing in God's kingdom. That's where the stock market can't take it away from you. Nobody can take that away from you. That, that's forever. And you'll get that when we get to heaven. That's something that no one can take from you. Our vision for 2024, we want to finish Church of Hope. We want to start and complete the kitchen and two more homes for Home of Hope to take in more kids. We want to increase our number of children. We want to start and complete one more staff house. In the, by Zambian law, we are required to, to provide housing for our staff. And so um, we want to build a playground for the kids. We want to purchase a 22-passenger van at one point. had 17 kids in my car and four adults. We were quite tight in that car. So I need something that will make us safe. Uh, we will host at least four volunteer teams that will come in for construction if you're interested. We can definitely hook you up with that. Vacation Bible School, medical, and then uh, we have a team coming for the ministry home. Improvements and training. Home of Hope. Bethany World Ministries. Bethany World Ministries. Bethany World Ministries. Bethany World Ministries. Clinic of Hope. Bethany World Ministries. Church of Hope. Bethany Ward Ministries and Isawila. Bethany Ward Ministries. Bethany Ward Ministries. Bethany Ward Ministries. Bethany Ward Ministries. Zambia. 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 If you don't know this God that we serve, if you only have a head knowledge of this God we serve, today is your day. We can introduce you to the living God the God above all gods. If you don't know this, this God, come and see one of us. Thank you for your time. Thank you for allowing me to be here. Thank you. Well, as the band is coming, and as you're considering all that you've heard, you know, I typically summarize whenever mission, missions comes on the forefront of our stage and is a big part of our, of our purpose, right? To reach, disciple, and to send. Sending is about sending our prayers, sending ourselves, you know. Certainly it's about, about doing these things. And we always talk about this and encapsulate it this, these three ways. We can pray, we can give, and we can go. And you might be, you know, today thinking to yourself, well, how might I respond to this? Well, God might be tugging on you to do any number of those things, to pray, and she told you at each leg of the, of the, the mission that she needs your prayers. That's, that costs you nothing except for some time, except for some conviction to, to cry out to God. So 100% of us ought to be like, yeah, we'll, we'll pray for you. And then you might be saying, well, I want to give something. You know, as a church, as a, as a person, you know, you may decide, you know, whatever we're going to do. And we serve at the pleasure, first of our king and second of our, of our congregation. And we understand the magnitude of what this means. But you might be being tugged on by God to do something. And so you're certainly welcome to make a gift directly to, to Sherry today. She'll be at her booth outside if you want to do that.
but you might want to do something more than that. And there's information about how you can, how you can support bigger than that. You know, a small gift every month over time adds up to be a bigger gift than a large gift today, maybe. And this might be something you'll commit to. You understand that we also know that my wife is committed and she's already told me, I'm going to Zambia and so you just better get used to me going to Zambia. And so you might want to go to Zambia this, this upcoming summer. Well, if that's you, you got a little time to pray about that as well and get excited about that. So we're going to stand and I'm going to offer you an opportunity to respond. And you're welcome to come and ask for prayer for anything that's going on in your life, certainly. And specifically, that last little bit that she shared about you knowing the living God. If you need to know why Bethany World Ministries exists, it's because Jesus has changed the lives of those who are impacted and supported because the Lord has impacted Sherry, because the Lord has impacted me. I have invited her today to be a part of today. The Lord might be speaking to you today first to know him, but then also to do something with what you know about him. And so we're going to invite you to come and just, if you want to pray, or if you want to ask for me or, or Ted to pray, we'll be glad to pray with you. But, but I'm going to start with a prayer. So would you bow your heads with me? Lord, we thank you for the opportunity for us to hear these words. How your gospel it is present here with us, and it is present in Zambia, and that it is connected between the two now. That your gospel is inviting each and every one of us first to know you as Savior, but also as King. And because you are our king, to be king over our resource, to be king over our time, to be king over our, our submission and willingness to give our gifts and talents to you. I pray that today we would submit to you as king for all of the things, to pray, to give, to go, but first of all, to know, to know you. We ask for this in Jesus' name, amen.